Good evening. So, first up, I want to say that if you are a listener that originally started on my podcast with Love Jess, I'm so sorry that I've had to transfer you back to my old one. Um, For whatever reason, my account will just not let me get, get into it won't let me reset the password nothing so if you have come over here um you're a real one honestly thank you truly appreciate it um for anybody that follows me on social media you will know that I um I've always had a passion for education and the well-being of children and their mental health and how the education system in the UK currently stands with the impact that it has on children and their mental health and their welfare. So I decided to do an episode on it because why not? Let's raise some awareness because I have also been one of the parents that send their kids to school and don't really have... We don't generally question anything. We kind of send our kids to school with the idea that the people that work there are professionals, they know what they're doing. Um, and you know, I'm not saying teachers are not professional and that they don't know what they're doing because they do. But I also believe, and this is just my opinion, agree or don't agree, that's completely fine. I don't mind either way. But in my opinion, I feel like change, uh, there could be small changes within the education curriculum that could better suit our children and supporting them um, to really make the most out of the life and the short time that we actually do have whilst we're here. So without further ado... I will get into it. (laughs) Okay, so neuroscience research has shown us that early childhood is a huge, huge time for brain development. That is scientifically proven. Um, You can research it on the internet easily. Um, There is, like, ridiculous amounts of research into... Um, early childhood and just how important it is uh, for uh, for early brain development. Okay, so our brains become fully developed around our mid-20s, around 25-ish. And although the interconnections within them will continue to change afterwards, it's not like we hit 25 and then that's it, like our brains can't develop further. Obviously, they can. We know they can. Um, it just happens at a much slower rate than before we hit 25 mark. So, for example, learning another language is probably best done before puberty as children are able to absorb it better than um, in adulthood Sorry, when Uh, acquiring a new language is slightly harder because we already understand and know our own native language, our own mother tongue. Um, So to try and get your head around another language's rules um, is slightly more 
it's slightly harder for us as adults. It's not impossible, but it just takes a little bit longer. Okay, so then when you look at us as parents, um, science says that we don't need to be a perfect parent. Everyone knows that a perfect parent doesn't exist. So, of course, science agrees. Um, But they do say that we do need to be good enough. So, there is a a really well-known argument of um, how we parent. So, to nature um, versus nurture. So, that is a really good example of being good enough as a parent. And it's where we need to find the middle ground. So... The best example I can give is we need to find the balance between letting children explore and, you know, this will be the nature, the the independence, the um, inquisitive side of children. And then the nurture, which is where we protect and we try and guide them in the right direction. So finding the middle ground is super important. And I believe that that stands within schools as well. Um, But the way I see schools, and I have worked within schools myself. I've spent a lot of time. I've trained as a teaching assistant. I have been within schools. And there's the, the teachers I worked with were truly amazing at bringing out the independence and the free thought within the children in the class and to me you know I can't speak for all teachers I I believe that they the teachers I worked with were just truly amazing at doing that and I, I believe that the curriculum doesn't really give much wiggle room for doing that it is very excuse my laptop making noises in the background if you heard that Uh, The curriculum as it stands now is very structured, very box-like. And um, with the rise of ADHD and the rise of autism and many other things that seem to be really, you know, becoming prominent within society these days, I believe the educational system is just flawed to help these children flourish to be their best selves. Not everybody is great academically. Some people are great at art, but generally the focus is all about the academics. And I'm not saying that children shouldn't learn how to do maths and to read and to write and everything like that. Of course I'm not saying that. I'm saying we should try and really focus on the child's strengths, that should be a main focus for the simple reason that building a child's confidence through their strengths also gives them their the ability to um, continue to build on things that may not be their strengths and they may need a little more, more time and, and work to um, really reach their potential in them subjects as well. Okay, so kind of veered off my notes. I have some notes in front of me and I've kind of just gone off on one, but that's okay. That's okay. I've got plenty of time. 
Okay, so within school, as they begin to get older and socialize more and learn new and important life skills, the environment that they learn in is key. Like, it is everything. By the age of five or six, children go through extremely tricky development milestones, such as um, hard emotions, finding independence, exploring friendships and socialization, and working on their, and well, not just working on, but improving their physical coordination. Um, When you look at these milestones that they are going through, it also hits the same time that a lot of pressure then gets put on them within the traditional educational system within the UK because that's when they start their first year of primary school um, full-time, you know. And I, I completely understand that that first year in reception or foundation, whichever it's called where you are, a lot of focus is learning through play as it should be but there is also a lot of um ever increasing pressure and this demand for more for more from these kids the 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 government wants more and to better themselves and you know to keep up on the worldwide stage of education um but i i personally believe they do it the wrong way but we'll get to that in a moment So although children are like sponges, it doesn't stop them feeling the mounting pressure that is on them. And also, can I just say, on the teachers and the head teachers of these schools and the teaching assistant and just all staff that are there having their input into our children's education, the expectations that they carry to be fully confident with numbers up to 100 and pair that with their two, five, and ten times tables at five and going up to seven years old is a lot. It is a lot. They are still working on that really fine motor skill just to be able to hold the pen and write properly and form letters and shapes properly, let alone (laughs) be learning all these pretty, pretty intense math problems and um just their their advancement within maths so the expectation to have all of this down is just simply unrealistic especially with so much time that is lost well just this year alone look at this year look at 2020 and the amount of time children had out of school six to seven months in lockdown and I totally get some of that was in holiday time within the six weeks holidays but Teachers and children are now playing catch-up with a curriculum that was already demanding enough. So the pressure that was already there has now mounted even further. Pair that then again with parents having to teach from home who are not qualified teachers, who haven't had the skills given to them on how to best teach their children these things. It's it's a lot. It's a lot for parents, it's a lot for children, and it's a lot for teachers and head teachers. All of this, like I said earlier, to be a top player in the educational world stage. I feel like the, the UK system has 
continue to push for the same, if not better, results from children and teachers, which has been confirmed this year especially by giving the go-ahead for SATs. Even though they know, the government know, the education board know that these children are already playing catch-up, yet they push for results with without a second thought about what this is doing to not only the children but the teachers and the 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 passion for learning that children already feel getting drilled out of them with daily boring same day same lesson learning that they do with no wiggle room for anything that actually inspires them to want to learn. So now I want to talk about what a primary school education specialist has spoken about. Okay. He said that the notion that learning earlier nets better results is just not supported by the academic research. Among professionals and academics, it is beginning to exceed the personal and developmental capacity of children who are five and six years old. To me, I wholeheartedly agree with him. Children do not come to school in a pre-packaged know-it-all bag of tricks. They, They have the very basics. Some of them Yes, some of them have had a better start. They've had more opportunity to practice, to learn, to grow. But there are a lot of children that don't get that opportunity, right? There's also a portion of the country, like I just said, who do not have those basics down. And all right, fair enough. We shouldn't punish the the ones who have had the opportunity by keeping them held back. But I feel like we need to find a way to empower the children to find the confidence within themselves, within their learning and their own journeys to get those basic skills down. In my opinion, the young years should be kept to working on those basic skills, such as speaking, writing, management and regulation of their feelings and emotions as well as exploring and strengthening the social skills with a focus on children's likes and interests and encouragement to explore other potential interests when you have a child that genuinely has felt like a failure throughout their life educationally it stops them from wanting to to learn it stops them from feeling like they will ever amount to anything like I said at the start of this podcast not all children are the same we're not all built the same everybody has their strengths whether it's speaking whether it's writing whether it's working with your hands whether it is academics, whether you you were born to be a scientist because your brain just gets it, it switches on and it gets it. 
There is no wrong. But with the education system that we have right now, it only encourages the academics. And then you watch these children go and put so much pressure on themselves to get good SATs, good tests within class, good GCSEs, and they go to college and they get their A-levels and they go, right, off I go to uni and they go to uni and they get these degrees and and then some of them are there going, okay, I've got my degree and now what? Now what? Now I go and work in Tesco and stack shelves because I've got this fancy degree but I've got no experience to match that. Nobody wants to know. It's almost as if the educational system is set up for failure for the majority of people that come out the other end. And that, to me, is an issue. I am a mother of three, and watching the education system fail me and what I went through within my school life and watching it fail so many others that I know is one of the reasons that has pushed me into being so passionate about the educational system and the curriculum that is pushed on children day after day. Now we live in times where life is so uncertain right now. I can't even imagine the pressure children must feel and the anxiety surrounding school. Not only have they lost the ability to socialise properly and independently because of what is going off, now all their focus is planted on catching up, playing catch-up, being made to feel not good enough yet again. And that's an issue. That's a huge issue. So if you like what you've heard and you completely agree or you completely disagree... Come and visit me on my Instagram, which is just underscore Jess dot N, N for Newt. And let me know. Send me a message. Comment on a post. I would love to hear your input. I would love to hear your side of things, whether you agree or disagree. I don't mind what. Just the fact that we're talking about it is is a huge thing. Because when you start talking about things, that's when the wheels can start turning for change. I hope you really enjoyed this podcast episode. I just want to say Happy New Year. Because when you listen to this, it will be in 2021. And I hope from the bottom of my heart that 2021 is a more prosperous and year of growth in all areas of your life. Bye guys.